Kiss My Girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Good morning and happy Sunday. Good morning, Constance. Good morning, my love. How are you today? I'm great. I'm just, I'm, I'm loving your look today. I just thought I would just put it out there. I'm just, I'm having a letting myself go face. I've noticed. I know. So if we could just, just maybe not refer to it again, um, it'll pass quickly. I saw I'm that you sure. went live on Facebook picking your kids up in the rain. I was like, what is she doing? She's lost all self-respect. I have. I'm just, I, I'm in a, I'm in a moment. Um, I'm sure it'll pass soon. But anyway, you might have seen Constance popping up in your Facebook feed. She's got over a million queens on her social. And I'm Annalise, Annalise, and we've been. <laughs> You're something. I'm, I'm someone. <laughs> <laughs> we've been best mates since we were five. We've been through it all: bars, boyfriends, babies, periods, and here we are now. And we have we have a huge show this morning, Con. So much to get through. I am going to share the lovely story of how my power got cut off this weekend. Wicked. Love being a mum of four kids and having my power cut off. I I I, I just. No, no words there. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. We're also going to hear about how my husband landed himself in the doghouse this week, Con. I'm, I'm still angry. And Melissa George. I know. I requested that we spoke about Melissa George this week because I can't get it out of my head for so many reasons. That interview, it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was really full on. Mm. Up next, someone has admitted to drunk texting J-Lo. Stick around to find out who. Queen sesh. Con, you're going to absolutely love this. So, you know the rapper Drake? Kind of. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's not pretend I do either. But I know of, I know of rapper Drake. So, he's actually admitted to drunk texting his ex, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, He actually, he rapped it in the lyrics of his new song. I drunk text J-Lo, old number so it bounced back. (laughs) Oh, Drake. Oh, we we feels you, man. Do Do you remember back in the day, Con... Like before we would go out, we yep. would uh, give each other any ex or present boyfriends or guys on the go, we'd give the other person the number and then delete yep. it from our and phone. Yes. Delete or, message yep. history, call history. <laughs> but you keep the last three numbers so that if they message you, you know who it is. You can't write back, who is this? Because you look like a fool. But yeah. you know what my worst drunk text messages, um, like memories were? Yeah. The ones where I was trying to pretend they weren't for him. Oh, you're um, I'm cringing even <laughs> thinking about it. Like there was this one guy and I, I was such a loser, like hairdresser apprentice, you know, never wearing shoes. And I was trying to pretend to him that I was like this big stylist to like the stars and did all this like fashion stuff. No. And then like he just stopped couldn't messaging me back. We never even slept together. He thought I was a loser. And then in the middle of the night one night I was really drunk and I thought, oh, I'll get him back by pretending to be all like industry professional and send him this like, <laughs> oh, I cringe, I'm dying right now. <laughs> But what did the message say? Something about like the lighting for the shoot was wrong, but it oh. was a great night. <laughs> I've actually got goosebumps. I'm so upset that no, I even spoke you've, about you've that. You've gone right red. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a text message. I'm so rank. If you're out there, I can't even remember your name. I think it was Matt. He worked in the record show. He was way too good for me. I was punching him above my weight. That's why oh. I was trying to prove myself. <laughs> but if you're out there, babe, I really liked you. <laughs> How to lose a guy. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. Now, one thing that I haven't been able to stop thinking about all week that's been in the news 
is Melissa George's interview. I, I didn't catch it on Sunday night. I saw it on, you know, it went viral yeah. all over the internet. I couldn't believe it. It's so sad that she's not allowed to come home after being in this abusive relationship. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, it brought back all these feelings and thoughts for me. And firstly, it was about where you have your children. Yeah. You know, like we've got to think about that. I know so many people that if they did actually end up separating from their husbands, can't come home. Because yeah. their children are over there. Like, this is obviously a huge story with a lot of different aspects from abuse to, you know, but this is an area where I think the system kind of lets people down. But in the same sense, I can kind of understand how the country can go, you can't pull the kid out of the country. Yeah, but it's even state by state as well. Like, uh, Absolutely. I, you know, you can't, like, for example, if something happened with my husband and I, I'm from Perth and we live in Sydney and I just couldn't move the kids without his permission. And I, I get both sides of the argument. I can see why she wants to come home, but I can also see from, obviously I don't agree with her, Melissa George's ex-husband and, or, sorry, ex-partner and anything about him. But if we're looking at laws, I can get why you shouldn't yeah. be able to take children from another oh, country without Oh, just look at permission. Sally Faulkner. Just exactly. look at Sally Faulkner. I completely agree with that. However, yeah, I would like to think that there's, you know, that nothing's black and white. You yeah. know, the woman's been like severely abused. She's gone into great detail about it. I think we've got a bit of Oh, a it was, it was horrific to watch. He uh, pushed me into the door and then struck my face and I hit the wall and fell on the floor and I was out, just out. And he stood over me and said, now you're a real actress. Oh, I've got goosebumps again. And it did get a lot worse than that. We just can't play that on it, the radio. It was so horrific, the detail. It was really it horrific. Was, it was just... Um, it Which was, is why I would like to think that the courts could go, okay, look, the woman's been through hell. She needs time, but she's not... When you've been through hell and you're a mother, you don't want to go anywhere without your kids. They are your security. You feel like you need to protect them even more than anything. I know that absolutely. from my own experiences that when I'm down, I'm like, I need my kids with me. People go, yeah. oh, I'll take your kids. I go, no, nah, I need them. And so I just would like to see that... You know, the courts could go, okay, she needs to go back to Australia and then things get worked out. But I know once you're in another country, you know, the France would have no choice, no no rights. I don't know. The whole thing sucks. One other thing I wanted to say about it is I love the fact that she's come out and she's talking about domestic violence because I've heard quite a few high-profile people say that domestic violence is a demographic problem, like a yeah. lower demographic problem, and it is absolutely not. The reason it becomes a lower demographic problem is because higher-profile people and higher demographic people have more resources to help them out of it. And so, you know, other people don't have the resources. They don't have the family support. They don't have the rich auntie that you can go and live with for a year while you're trying to break free of this marriage, you know? So, like, it's beautiful that Melissa George has come out and she said this because it makes it takes away a bit of the stigma. Yeah, I, I thought it was really, really brave. And yeah, me too. If you or someone you know are experiencing domestic or family violence, please call 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-737-732. It's a national counselling helpline and it's available 24-7. This week, Con, my husband tipped me over the edge. Did he? Yeah. I it's... love hearing your doghouse stories <laughs> with parents because I'm always the one in trouble with my relationships. <laughs> well, look, it, it doesn't take a lot to get me there these days, but I have one day at home during the week with my kids and I try and do yeah, fun stuff. Oh, no, it could be leading up to. So this okay. could be why it was such a, a giant reaction and I'm still actually a bit angry about it. But, I, yeah, I've got one day off during the week with my kids and I like to get out there, do fun stuff, catch up with their friends, you know, them living their best lives. And, <laughs> you know, it was also a day for errands, so we do doctor's appointments and all the boring stuff. 
that I can't do on any other day. And so he got home. I should say he swanned in from <laughs> work at 8 p.m. So the kids were already... No drinks. Ba- no, drinks. no, no, wait for it. He went to the gym. <laughs> oh. oh, lucky for some. So, you know... Anyone I, going to the gym makes me angry, so I'm 100% with you on this. Thanks, babe. I knew you would be. I know. It's a rank. So anyway, he swans in at eight. The kids were already fed, bathed, but as soon as they went to sleep... Laptop on. I'm a working mum and I started working. I didn't clean up the dishes from the two dinners that I'd forward made. And he, he swans in, boasting about the gym, annoying. And he looks at the sink. He goes, ooh, were you doing a lot of work today? Oh. And I said, I knew exactly why he said it, but I entertained it. I said, oh, not really, a little bit, but we, you know, we were a bit busy. Why, why do you say and he said, oh, the dishes, there's a real backlog going on here. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my blood Oh, my God. Boiled. Why you call me? You should have FaceTimed me. I would have gone off. Can we get him on the line? I want to talk to him about this. <laughs> no, I'm still too angry. <laughs> but you know what? And look, he is, he's usually, gr- he's great. He does help around the house. He's not like a me, Tarzan, you, Jane sort of husband at all. He does help. But this comment really bugged me. And even if I wasn't a working mum, this comment is still not okay because what we do at home when we're at home with our kids is play with them love or them, go and do them. stuff. You know, yeah. are they going to reflect on their childhood and go, gee, mum was so good at keeping up <laughs> with the dishes. That well, was mum great. left that bowl of pasta in the, fridge, in the bloody sink for like three days. I, I know. can't believe she screwed my whole childhood. You know, he's still kind of in the doghouse, but he was very firmly in the doghouse earlier in the week. And so it got me obviously wanting to talk about it on our Facebook page at the Queen Sesh. And <laughs> I asked people, you know, what else has your partner done to get themselves in the doghouse. Let's vent. Make me feel better about my life, please. Uh, so yeah, we'll I be- would be sharing, but all the things we do are illegal. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I kind of need to just be quiet with this one. I'm just going to listen all ears, babe. <laughs> we'll be chatting to some people next. This is the Queen Sesh. Just before we were talking about how my husband landed up in the doghouse this week after he swanned in from work and the gym. And had a look at my messy kitchen, and he wasn't he wasn't rude about it, but it's just the fact that he commented on the volume of dishes it's was enough for me. Nope, it's the fact that he went to the gym. He lost me at gym. I hate it when he's trying to get all hot and thinks he's better than everyone else. I know. I'd, I'd love to go to the gym anyway. Oh. I, oh. Well, I wouldn't, but, you know, I'd love to go out and... Do something. <laughs> anyway, so we've asked on our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh, what's your partner done to get into the doghouse? And on 131060, we have Hills from South Australia on the line. Hi, Hills. Hi, guys. My husband is in the doghouse because he accidentally deleted 10 years worth of writing, <gasps> including three novels. What? How? How? Okay. How did he do that off your your laptop? Off my laptop. Yeah, he was. He decided he was a computer guy for a minute and was going to update my operating system, and thought he had saved them elsewhere and hadn't. No way! Oh my god! This is divorce. I don't do this. I'm a writer too, babe. In case you don't know. And I just, yes, when he goes near my computer, I am just so like, if that computer smashes, I hate your husband. And and so did you get the work back? I got some of it. Ooh. He actually turned out to be a little bit talented. He got back one novel and a handful of short stories. 
But he bought me a new laptop and mm. some USB sticks and an external hard drive. Okay. Yep. Tr- I, mean, I get that right. it was a mistake he, and people make mistakes. He came good in the end. He did. I was sleeping with this boy in Spain, this Venezuelan who couldn't speak English, and he was like really vain, and he was taking photos of himself with my camera, and he didn't like them, so he deleted every single photo of my camera from all my oh, travels, no. all the countries, and there was no Facebook back then, so I hadn't had anything like, uploaded, and so almost like, like I came back to Perth as if I'd done nothing, because it was the end of my trip, so oh, I still worst. hate him. Yep, I, think, shag I think we should keep men away from technology at this point. <laughs> um, yes. Thank you so so much, Heels. We've also got Kylie, who is from South Australia as well, Radelaide. Welcome, Hi, Kylie. Kylie. Hello, Queens. How are you? We're Good great. Queen. How are you? you? My husband is in the doghouse. <laughs> the stupid fool decided not to even acknowledge me on my first Mother's Day. Oh, oh no. He didn't. <laughs> it gets worse. It gets worse. How? He Seriously. had me organise his mum a big Okay, a flat for her mother's day. <laughs> <laughs> That's not like he even I actually kind of like him. He's so bad that he's <laughs> gone good again. He did a full 360. He's, he's a bit of a legend, I mean, isn't he? <laughs> where are the Mother's Day cards? Just about everywhere. You have to concentrate really hard not to accidentally have bought me one. Look, you know what? As, as, a, as a wife, that's the worst thing. But for me, as a mother of sons, I think, great, he loves his mum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't stand it. I'd be furious. Yeah, I'd still be angry about that one. Thank Bloody you so hell. much. I hope he made it up to you. No, because he did. So nice Thanks, to know Queen. that we're not the only ones who married <laughs> heads. I love this show. <laughs> the, 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 the Queen Sesh. This week, Con, we Tragedy. were all so rattled by the events that took place in London. When these things happen and, you know, on the TV, you're just bombarded by these images and just so I personally as an adult I I find it too much and I I I get a sense of anxiety looking at it and for me to process it it's I I can't actually handle the the bombardment of the vision when things like this happen in the world especially you know you've got kids a bit older than mine yep what do you say to your kids how well, my do kids you don't know about them? it they don't yeah. know about anything that goes on in the outside world because they only watch abc2 yeah. so there's none you know we, i don't watch tv i don't have time for tv but there's no unless it's married for a science it doesn't come up with me but i know as they get a bit older yeah, and teenagers. they've got their own facebook feeds which yeah. is where i read all my news yeah, it's going to come up and dream world for example when that happened we were in queensland touring and my kids wanted to go to dream world so badly but mm. i was just like like, no, we can't go. And they were like, why? And I just thought, it's time to just tell them, you know. Like yep. I just said, like, I don't feel safe there. Some people have actually died on one of the rides and it's been really tragic and really sad. And this is one of the reasons why I don't like you going on rides because I have, like, this natural mothery thing that doesn't want my kids to go on roller coasters anyway. Mm. And so I think that, yeah, it's instinctual. You've got to figure out what you can and can't. So I'm pretty honest with my kids, but they don't. They do tend to live in a bit of a bubble. You turned to Rachel Doherty I did, at the yes. time, the founder yep. of Tweens to Teen, and we've got Rachel to chat with us and give us some advice and give people, particularly with older kids, some advice. Thank you so much, Rachel, for chatting with us today. No worries. How do we explain what's going on, particularly with older kids who are seeing things in the news? They're pretty savvy kids, so they're used to seeing stuff that we never would have seen at that age. But they're also kids, so they're going to process it in much the same way we would have if we'd seen it at that age. So I think it's about answering their questions. If you feel uncomfortable and don't want to show it to them, then go with that gut feeling. Like don't make, don't go out of your way to show it. 
but like you said, they're going to see it if they're particularly if they're on Facebook or if their friends are talking about it. Really important to help kids understand that life is about living, and we can't mm. all live our lives expecting to die, or you yeah. know, that's not a good yeah. way to live either. So just sort of trying to be realistic about risk. Do you know what comes to my mind? Right, when I was young, like I was always scared of planes going down because we'd mm. seen a few movies about it and stuff. And now I have this really big like flying fear because that was relevant when I was young, and it just occurred to me that like there's a lot of stuff going on in the world now that Mm. wasn't happening when we were young. There's a lot of terrorism and there's just, you know, things that are possibly going to be the phobias of our kids' generation. Yeah. And that yeah, scares so. me. That's Yeah, that's why yeah. originally I wasn't too worried about telling my kids things like this because I thought, oh, well, it's sort of far away from where we are. But then I thought, well, plane crashes are really rare and I'm still petrified of them. So I don't want to give my kids any irrational fears. But then I also think sometimes we have to learn to face those fears. Like my husband's a bit of a fan of that air crash investigators oh, to the point that yeah, every time it. I strap on that seatbelt, I yeah. start to panic that maybe <laughs> we should have different planes so that yeah. if one goes down the other's right but I have to play that record on in my head of we're flying in Australia it's not likely that we're going to have a plane crash and you know people there are lots of people making sure this plane will stay in the air that's the same thing we just need to do with our kids so when they start having that panic attack almost of you know going on a ride or visiting somewhere that something has happened that we can talk through that in our mind and say "It, it is scary but there's lots of people making sure that this is a safe place for us. So mm. what's happened in you know, London, uh, that could easily happen at, here in Australia. And in fact, there's been some concerns in the past that that might happen. But we can point out all the things our government does to keep places safe. I think we, ha- we have to teach our kids to, to rely and, and believe in the good of people as well. We live in a, a world where tragedy is in our face enough that if you can keep them a child a bit longer, go for it, I say. Mm. Yeah, thank thank you awesome so advice. much, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes me You're feel welcome. a lot better. You've made me feel yeah. better, Rachel. <laughs> Good. Good. TV's off. We're going to the beach. That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. You've probably heard of Constance Hall. You would have seen her popping up in your Facebook feed. She's a writer. She's a blogger. And I'm Annalise and we're best mates and we've been besties since we were five. We've been through pretty much everything together and now we have this beautiful show for Queens and still to come this hour, we're actually, Con, we're going to talk to a mum who lost a a very young baby to whooping cough, which is, uh, yeah. Horrific. Totally. It's a really good time to talk about this with Malcolm Turnbull and all of his new policies. Yeah. Also, my power's been cut off this week and I'm going to tell you how and why. I can't wait because I actually don't know how you even manage that. But anyway, I'm sure you'll fill us in. Uh, Also, we have heard that Chrissy Teigen, our latest woman crush, and Kim Kardashian have a book club. We want to find out how we can join. Con, seriously. Goals, goals, goals. I'm getting them to sell my book. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Queen Sesh. Now, as usual, something outraged me this week. Oh, I was, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Big surprise. This really beat me off, though. Yeah. Beat me out if you need to, producers. <laughs> I turned on my Facebook to see the Daily Mail shared mm. a story about Chrissy Swan, my girl. I love her to bits. She interviewed me once. She's bloody heaven. Taking her kids to Macca's for lunch. Really? They wrote a whole story about it. Mm -hmm. They didn't use any actual, like, you know, like, health-shamey words, Mm. but 
how is it a story that she's taking her kids to McDonald's? They've done close-ups on her children's bodies. And they've done close-ups on her body and they've gone, eats at McDonald's. And it is very obvious. And all the comment sections are saying, you know, you've got some like queens in there going, um, who cares? We all eat McDonald's when we need to. And then you've got all the keyboard warriors going, isn't anyone else concerned about the health and safety of their children? And I'm just going, are you serious? Like, when did you become a doctor? And even if you were, do you think this comment's actually going to change anything, the way that any of us feed our kids and eat and live? And it, the whole thing was nasty, negative sentiment. It's why I hate the internet. I love Chrissy so much. I don't care what she feeds her children. I seriously don't. Every time we drive past McDonald's, my kids scream. I pull in. I don't care. It's just life, you know? Yeah. It's life as a working mum. It's life try- as trying to raise your children. And even talking about their children's weight is just so not okay. It's they're, not. And, and publishing photographs of them, that pa- is Paparazzi photos me, of kids is ridiculous. How is, is it legal? How is it legal? I don't understand how it's legal. Can someone please explain to me? I want to get a, like a, a legality, a lawyer. I was going to say legality specialist. Yeah. That, Maybe that, a lawyer. A lawyer will do. <laughs> to come on the show and explain to me how on earth it's possible that someone can take a photo of your child without your permission and publish it and publish where they're eating and when they're eating. Absolutely. Well, I think we're, we're going to get someone next week. Can we week. tee that up? Yeah. Oh, totally. Already on Do we it, know any lawyers? Yeah, I think well, a criminal lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen Sesh. Chrissy Teigen, who, if you listened to the show last week, you would know that she's our current female crush. Obsession. Yeah. Obsession. She does great things like falls asleep at the Oscars. We and, love you, Chrissy. And so, yeah, her and, and Kim Kardashian have started a book club, which, oh, goals to be in. I, I don't even like book clubs. I've never, I've never really been in one, but I want to be in their one. I don't do book clubs either. The only book I've ever read is my own. So, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, you've got to hear. This. So their latest book con, Kim Kardashian shared, uh, it's Unshakable by Tony Robbins. Do you know Tony Robbins? Oh, my God. He's, he's, don't tell me he's that self-help guy. Yeah, he's like the self-help guy. So it was like a, a guide. Oh, my God. It was a guide on transforming your financial life. Which Oh, my God. It's funny because Kim Kardashian, I can't imagine that she needs that much help. Maybe with Kanye with around, she does need yeah. to transform <laughs> But what I was thinking was they have to get their hands on your book like a queen. Bad, oh. right? So when she very before she even announced that she was doing this, mm. she was Kim was all like being cryptic on her like Twitter, and she's like, "What? What's a good book to read?" Yeah. And then like everyone in my queens was like, "Going, you've got to read like a queen." And I was like, "Yeah, how do I get that to her?" Yeah, I don't know how, but I will work on it. Yeah, Kim K, Kim K is not the kind of person you can just send a little prezzy to in the mail. No, I know, but wouldn't it be cool if we could somehow get like a massive stash of your books to them with like the most divine flower crowns and I don't know, yeah. you know, like a beautiful. I like gift. this idea, Hans. You yeah. should work for me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll set up this like beautiful divine chic. Book club setting. Yes, exactly. I'm oh. so there for you, Chrissy. You should love me, you know? I know. You know when you know those celebrities and you just go, if you just give me a chance, yeah. just look at my Facebook page, just call me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love me. <laughs> you remind me of when you were single. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so true. That's how I crack onto men. You would love me. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. Okay, I want to talk to you about what happened to my draining week. Something draining always happens in my week, just when I think I'm killing it. Yeah. Something draining happens. 
friends. So I was just lying there being fabulous at home and all mm. of a sudden like this man comes over and I live, you know, out in the sticks and people don't come over that I don't know. And he was like all old and I definitely didn't know him. And I was like, hey, babe. <laughs> and he was like, I'm here to cut your power. Oh, I was like, well, right. why would you do that to me? And he was like, because you haven't paid a bill since you moved in. And I was like, oh. I'm supposed to put the power in my name. See, I don't adults. I just don't adult yeah. ever. I have people that help me adult on certain occasions when I really need it. But in day to day life, I get by without doing any adulting whatsoever. Mm. And so I was like, okay, who do I talk to to get you to stop doing this? Like, who do I flash to stop turning my bloody power off? And he was just like not having it. There was nothing I could say that would get him to stop. He was like, speak to Synergy. So I call Synergy and they're like, speak to Western Power. So I call Western Power and they're like, no, speak to Synergy. So I speak to Synergy and they said to me, there is nothing you can do unless you're one, on life support, oh. or two, because you need your power, or two, you live rurally, which I kind of do, and you have like animals that like rely on electric like feeding water tanks. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, yes to both of them. <laughs> and they're like... Back it up. Can you back this up? <laughs> and I was like, my son needs a nebulizer yep. and he'll die without it. And he was like, how often does he use it? And I was like, once a year. <laughs> he was like, no, needs to be at least once every second day. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, then the livestock thing, like my animals are definitely going to die without the water. And he was like, but I always lie. I can lie really well. And then when it comes down to it, I just can't keep lying. And he was like, okay, fine. I'm going to need to document that. What kind of animals are they? And I was oh, like, no. Tadpoles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, the, 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 the Queen Sesh. And Con, this week, Malcolm Turnbull proposed a step up uh, from the current no jab, no pay policy, which is basically if you send your kids to daycare currently, if they're not vaccinated, you don't yep. get the rebates. Yep. I know because this happened to me. I didn't get the rebates because Rumi was too sick. And yeah, I made right. the greater judgment to go, you know, he had his hoopings and his four months. Yep. And then for his six, I just ha- held it off for a little while. Yep. And all of a sudden I was like, <gasps> at the bill, yeah. at the daycare. And yeah, it got me off my bum and to go and jab him. But I said to the doctors, like, the reason I hadn't done it is because he's had pneumonia, he's had croup, yeah. he gets everything, you know. And last time that he got... They got immunized. He was so unwell. So I get the whole no jab, no pay. Like I've been down that road. Yeah. Now he stepped it up. Yeah. He he wants to he wants Can't to introduce no jab, no play. So you actually won't be able to send your kids to daycare. Without a medical exemption, any child that is not vaccinated should not be able to attend preschool or childcare centres. We've got Tony McCaffrey on the line. Thank you so much, Tony, Thank for chatting so much, to Tony. us. So Hi. please tell us your story and, and what happened to your daughter, Dana. Dana was born in 2009, so she should be eight now. Mm. When she was born, um, it was in February, the beginning of the year, unbeknownst to us, the area I live was in the midst of a huge whooping cough epidemic, but we didn't get a warning. No one told us about adults needing boosters. I remember area, hearing about this. Look, I live in the area of Australia with the lowest vaccination rates in the country, and because of that, we had four times the rates of infection of anywhere else. When there's lower rates of vaccination, if there is an outbreak, you're going to have higher rates of disease. So I bought Dana home. She was my third child. I had a son. He was six. James just started kindergarten and my daughter was four and she was at a preschool. So like anyone with three kids, you've got to get cracking. And I had to drop them to kindergarten. I had to drop them to preschool and I had to take Dana with me to do that. She was about 11 days old. I noticed that she had what I thought was a cold, a blocked nose, Mm. went to the doctor and I was told that it's just a cold. 
And then over the next week, it progressively got a bit worse. And what I mean by worse is she was just unsettled. She wouldn't sleep at night, which is, you know. That's not, a newborn, yeah. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be alarmed by that, yeah. No, so I just thought maybe she had a, a lot of wind. I went to a doctor four times until she was tested for whooping cough and bronchiolitis. Oh, yeah. And then when the test results came back, we went straight to the hospital. She had her first coughing fit when we arrived at the hospital and stopped breathing. Oh, uh, and, uh, and five days later, she died. So our warning to whooping cough was being by my daughter's bedside. That's where we learned about the epidemic. That's where we learned about the boosters. Um, And it was heartbreaking. And the day after she died, the New South Wales government released the booster program for free without permission. It was about a week after Dana died and I had to get back to the childcare centre to tell them I'd keep um, my daughter out for a bit. And that's when I found out that there had been six notifications that week. Because Dana had died, people went and got tested and all the positive notifications came in and that was just the start of an avalanche. So it meant that the day I dropped my daughter to preschool, which is in a childcare centre, and I took Dana with me, there were infections in there, but it just mm-hmm. goes to show you how easily it can happen. And because mm-hmm. Dana wasn't vaccinated because she was too young, she caught the full force of that mm. disease. Oh, we are so sorry, Tony. Yeah. That you and you know what? Just listening to you it makes me realise how important this no jab, no play rule is. And mm. Tony, we, we hear a lot about herd immunity. You know, what does that mean? Because if my kids are vaccinated already, how are they then at risk still? Yeah, we didn't understand this, of course, until Dana died, is that vaccination really only works if everybody does it. You need about 95% of the community to be vaccinated to protect us all. In the case of whooping cough, it's so complicated. It's such a complicated disease. Immunity from the vaccine wanes very quickly and a lot of adults out there need to understand they need their boosters too. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Tony. We really appreciate And what a beautiful legacy you're leaving for Dana to be able to carry on this and and you've actually, you've opened my eyes a lot to the the importance and Thank look, you, guys. We're, we're going to share Dana's page on our Facebook page. You can search The Queen Sesh to find out more about it. Thank you. This is The Queen Sesh. And unfortunately, we are coming to an end. Our least favourite part of the show is when we have to say goodbye, but we do it on an awesome note. With Queen Vice. I know. And this week we have a very special guest. Because, you know, Con, we hate giving advice. It really is. Oh, my God, we hate it. We're, we're, we're the worst we're at it. sued. Yeah. Every time I give any advice, <laughs> I think, okay, better call the lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and we have chatted with him on the show before. You might have heard him on our National Nights show, Ash London Live. We have Draco. Hey, guys. Hey, Draco. Welcome back to Thanks. the Yas Queen set. Yas Queen. Draco's our resident fashion on the field. You might expert. remember him with his hideous shoes a few weeks oh, ago. Oh, I think you know, he, he's still wearing hideous. them. He's, he's wearing them again, those slides. <laughs> I bought some additional ones. Oh, they, oh. they were on oh. sale from Seed and they've got gold <laughs> chains on them. They were $5 oh. there. So nice. They're divine. I actually don't mind a bit of gold chains. Yeah, no, they're you're divine. They are the new Crocs. <laughs> oh. So we have had Trish message us on our Facebook page and you can contact us anytime by searching us at the Queen Sesh. And Trish has said active wear when's it okay to wear active wear when is it not is it okay at work is it okay at the school pickup i'm feeling a little bit self-conscious when i do wear it so fashion's on the field expert draco yeah. what's fashion's your take and what's your take on active wear let me just tell you trish 
live your best life. Oh, yes, oh, queen. All day, every day. It is always okay to wear activewear. Obviously, mm. if you're working at like Ernst & Young or something, you probably get in trouble <laughs> if you're in your activewear. But if you have like a normal fun job or you're just like running errands or you're getting a coffee or you're yeah. shopping at, you know, at Westfield, activewear is always okay. It doesn't even matter if you it's don't so go to true. the gym. Yeah. You don't need to put like put an outfit together. No, because like, I'm no. always over accessorized and all the rest of it. I don't wear activewear. I don't own any, but I never judge anyone. <laughs> One for wearing activewear. No, as neither as, do I. As long as it doesn't look sloppy. Like, you don't want, like, you know, like, when in the old days, people used to go to the gym in, like, mm. a shirt that they did the paint, the house painting Ooh, in, and, yes. like, oh God, dad's me. old runners. <laughs> no, no, no. You've got to be in a chic, like, all Scotty. black look, Adidas, maybe a bit of Lorna Jane. <laughs> do, you, do you know what you I'm going to do to you, Draco? Do you know when, like, a dog kills a chicken and they tie the chicken's head to the dog for the day to remind it not to kill chickens? <laughs> no. That's what people in the country do. And so I'm going to, like, tie you to me for the day. And thank you. <laughs> Walk around Sydney being chic with me with no shoes on <laughs> and no bra. <laughs> no undies. So when the gush of wind comes, you'll be like, oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> I can see it now. I just had a vision. Oh, don't. All right. That is you all. being fabulous, Draco. That's all we have time for, guys. You can catch us from the same time, 7 a.m. next Sunday. Please contact us on our Facebook page at The Queen Sesh. And if you've missed anything, if you want to hear it all again, uh, you can catch up on our podcast as well. Have a great week. Thanks. Bye. The, 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 the Queen Sesh.